Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirits and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, for this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Enough. Usually a cry uttered in exasperation. I've had enough. Haven't we had enough of this bread stuff? Thank goodness for Mary Sunday last week that gave us a little bit of a break, but here we are again. One last teaching about bread. Now anyone who's ever made bread knows that it takes time. The ingredients themselves couldn't be more simple, flour, water, salt, yeast. Still, it takes time for the ingredients to come together, to knead the dough, to let it rise. Maybe there's a lesson in that for the reader of John's gospel. Jesus has said a lot of unusual, stunning, even downright shocking things about bread these past several weeks. I am the bread of life. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. It takes time to digest, to unpack these words, to understand what they mean. The reaction among the crowds has ranged from misunderstanding and disbelief to complaining and offense, even as far as abandonment. This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? Jesus has said a lot of things, and he's gotten some strong reactions from the crowds. Who can blame them, though? Jesus is repetitive. He speaks with metaphor and language that we don't otherwise encounter in everyday speech. The crowds have barely had time to digest everything he has said to them. 
This teaching is difficult. Who is able to accept it? Or a more literal translation, this word is hard. Who is able to listen to it? Word is one of those key words in John's gospel. The word, capital W, is the starting point of John's gospel. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and lived among us. This word, capital W, is hard to listen to, scandalous even, that the eternal word of God would become flesh to live among us, entering into all of our human reality and everything that that involves is a baffling and difficult thing to wrap our minds around. Oftentimes, John's gospel gets this reputation for being the hyper-spiritualized of the four gospels with a head in the clouds, Jesus, whose divinity outweighs his humanity. And passages like these certainly don't help against that argument. This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But if we take this teaching seriously, We actually find ourselves in an encounter with a literally down-to-earth Jesus, 100% human, the Word made flesh. And that, I think, is why this teaching, this Word, is so difficult to listen to and accept. It's inconceivable to us that God would become like one of us, fully human and experiencing everything that that involves. It's inconceivable to us that the extraordinary God of all creation would enter into the ordinary stuff of human existence, bread and wine and even a human body. After all, this is the perfect and the holy entering into the imperfect and the flawed. And that has profound implications because it means that God became human in the body of an unremarkable first-century Palestinian Jewish man living in the Roman Empire. It means that God became human in the body of one of society's nobodies. It means that God became human in the body of someone we would rather ignore for who they are or where they're from or what they look like. It means that God became human for all of those times that we have felt less than or cast aside or ignored or alone. The God who became human meets us there in that space and calls us enough. Indeed, God loves God's world so much, the writer of John tells us, that God became one of us, giving us God's very self as the bread of life, sustenance for us, that we might experience the kind of abundant life that Jesus invites us to here and now, flourishing in relationship and in community with other people. This word is hard to grasp and understand, but I think that's kind of the point. Because this mystery of God becoming flesh and everything that comes with it isn't supposed to make sense. I don't think it ever will. It's an act of love. It's grace. It is enough. Where else can we go? 
Where do we go when the world degrades our bodies and calls into question our existence and self-worth? Where do we go when our bodies hurl insults and violence against one another? Where do we go when our bodies are told that they are not good enough? Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. You who took on an imperfect, flawed body. You who feed us with your very self. You who meet us where we are and lead us into life. It takes time to digest to unpack these words, to understand what they mean. And that's really the point of the life of faith. It takes time. In all our joys and sorrows, in all our doubts and questions, at every detour and roadblock along the way, Jesus, the bread of life, calls us to himself just as we are, again and again, and feeds us at this table, whether we think we belong here or not. It is enough. You are enough. Thanks be to God.